Welcome back, everybody, to Three Footed Tackle, the American soccer podcast that always brings it strong with the three big topics of the day and usually a tangent or two as well. We are continuing to focus on international soccer here as the Women's World Cup keeps it going. U.S. looking strong with a win over Sweden to win the group. The men's national team has a brand new star, finally someone other than Christian Pulisic for us to all get gaga-eyed about, and we will talk about Tyler Boyd and his emergence, and we will also break down the Mexico-Canada matchup in the Gold Cup. Mexico looking very good against Canada. We'll talk about it all on Three Foot Attack. Let's go. We are joined once again by Enrique Palacios here on Three Foot Tackle, becoming quite the regular, and it is good to be talking to you once again, as always. Enrique, how you doing? I'm very pumped with these uh, two U.S. victories and World Cup and Gold Cup. So, U.S. wins, to, uh, Mexico wins. It's you're you're. It, life is all about winning for you right now, huh? Well, I actually, didn't want Mexico win. Yeah, you said um, you were cheering for Mexico last time we talked. It's my second team, but I was I was hoping that Canada would you know step it up and give them a good match. But coach decided to bench some key players, so yeah, whatever. Yeah, I expected more from Canada. I guess there's a chance they could face each other again in the knockout. So I think that's a lot, what I a lot of the post game reaction I heard was that the coach was just kind of messing around, not messing around, but just sort of testing it out and not fading the win of trying to win the game, but just kind of seeing what they had and, and whatnot. So we'll talk about that game in a little bit, but let's let's first start with the team you mentioned first, which was the U.S. women, your your newly adopted favorite team. And they look great again as they took out Sweden 2-0. Easy as you like. What's crazy about my new favorite team worldwide is I actually started playing with them in FIFA. <laughs> oh, really? Nice. Crazy, man. Yeah, they're amazing, man. They're amazing all around. So I just love the U.S. women right now. Yeah, I that's how you them. know that the uh, the women's game is like elevated itself a level is when guys will like be like, you know what, I'm gonna play with the women's teams in FIFA. Like that that's a, that's a big step. That's pretty cool. I'm glad, I'm glad you gave that a shot. Yes, sir. But it didn't go too well because I lost. But it's okay. I'll, I'll get it together. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, if you ever need a cheap win, you know who to call. Just look me up. I'm always good for for cheapo. So. No doubt there. But what did you think of the game? I mean, there, there's a lot to take away from that. Uh, you know, Alex Morgan subbed at halftime. Tobin Heath scored a sick goal that they called their own goal. You know, uh, Haran scored a sweet goal. Just an awesome, like, backheel flick off the corner from Muse. Like, I, I don't know. There was, there was a lot to, like, Sweden just never really got anything going. They just kind of looked kind of helpless out there. So it was good times. Yeah, at first, when they scored the opening goal, like in the third minute, I believe. I thought it was going to be another big score game for the U.S. But, I mean, Sweden can play pretty well in the attack. And they uh, challenged U.S. a couple times. But, I mean, these girls out there, all-around defense, the fullbacks and center backs, they, they lock it down, man, pretty well. Yeah, Sweden had, like, two new – they had – a new left back, a new right back. They they made a bunch of rotations. They had some new players up front. I think Schaff was new. You know, they, they didn't play. They took Aslani out, you know, after 79 minutes. So it's not that they didn't give their best necessarily, but they, just like we kind of mentioned with Canada, and we'll talk about more, not necessarily taking it easy, but just kind of treating it as a feeling out game. And, hey, if we can go get a win, that's great. But 
more we want to learn something for when the stakes get a little bit higher later in the tournament, right? Yeah, they 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 predicted some good plays with Aslani, like you mentioned, and Jacobson. But I think yeah, they were being uh, precautious of the uh, knockout fixture coming up. So what did you I think, think of uh, Alex Morgan subbing uh, at halftime? Yeah, she 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 didn't do much. She she wasn't really uh, being productive. I guess she was just waiting for some balls to get sent over her. And she didn't get any touches in the first half. So I don't blame the coach, Jim Ellis, for her out for Carly Lloyd. And <clears throat> the rest of the girls, Rapino and he, they play really well out wide. So I don't blame her for taking out Morgan. Yeah, hopefully we'll see, you know, the more informed Alex Morgan, you know, as we move through to the knockout stages. Still... Still got, you know, the inside track to win the Golden Boot after that five-goal performance in the opener, but she's going to need to start scoring. She's not going to win the Golden Boot with just five goals. So, And the U.S. is not going to win the World Cup if she doesn't score, if she has no more goals in this tournament. I have a feeling. I just call, call me pessimistic, but I, I just I believe that's true. So if she's, if she's not scoring, we're not winning all the way down the line. So, Hey, we have a... I guess you can call it easy match up ahead against Spain. So I think she'll grab a couple goals there and get her confidence back. But I mean, yeah, at the moment, Spain, Spain, I don't fear. You know, they have a couple exciting players, but as a team, they they don't offer anything really to resist the U.S. I don't think. What about France potentially down the line in the second round of the knockout? Hey, they didn't look too good against. Um, I believe it was Nigeria. They faced yeah. that, yep. and they only won by PK. I mean, Nigeria's not too tough, so the French girls don't scare me. I mean, they might have the home upside and everything, but these U.S. girls are amazing. And <laughs> I, I may sound a little, you know, overhyped, but it's the truth, man. I, I love to talk about them at work with you guys, you know, in the chat, and it's just great feeling to be supporting these girls with great football they're playing well you know what this this podcast is a big focus on american soccer obviously but we also like to focus on rants and people just you know blowing off steam and going off so i want to while we're on the women's game before we move on to a couple other main topics tonight i want to let you get a quick rant about your fantasy woes today that came as a result of uh francisca lara for chile Stealing that penalty from Arudia the forward and then missing it and costing her team the World Cup and costing you a bunch of money on DraftKings. What went wrong? I still don't understand how defenders feel like they should shoot a PK. I actually tweeted that about that one PK miss from Francisco Lara because, I mean, that's where you have your forwards, your number 10s, the people that actually know how to hit the ball. Right, and Arudia, Arudia had the uh, had the ball, and Lara took it from her. Right, and even she drew the foul. So I mean, it was pretty much her shot to take. But I mean, I, I can't imagine what went down in that locker room after that game because yeah, yeah. I well, mean, Lara, well, Lara is their best player, you know, coming in. She was like their most hyped player coming in. So, and I, she, I, I liked, I dig that she won the ball, sort of. Uh, in, at her feet at the most critical moment like that 
And, you know, she does. She was kind of in a weird role as a defender. She a lot, a lot of times does play forward in some of the earlier matches of the tournament, but she was playing as a fullback this time. She had a lot of shots from, like, 20 yards, 25 yards outside the box throughout the game. But so she, I don't know, maybe maybe it was a lot of, the t- after taking a lot of those shots from distance earlier in the game, that that's why she shot a little bit high and hit the bar on the penalty. She was used to, you know, her range was just adjusted for a slightly longer shot at that point in the game. So who knows? I don't know. It's, I felt awful for her, though, because, uh, you know, this is what the World Cup, you know, like, when you see these players, they work their whole careers, their whole lives for this, and in these pressure-packed moments, there there can sometimes only be, like, one win or one loser, so the emotions, watching players walk away with their dream is over, it's just, it's, it, it can be really tough, for sure, no matter what country they're from. Yeah, man, it was a really heartbreak for Chile, because it was a debut World Cup. And it would have been amazing for them to advance to the next round. Well, with that PK, First, they would have advanced. So, uh, Yeah. And just one last note about that PK. I mean, I'm pretty sure you saw the Thailand keeper. She wasn't that great on the other goal. So I think if she would have placed any side of the, you know, open net, it would have been in right. there. But Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. You're playing against a, a high school caliber goalkeeper so just just put it put it on oh, <laughs> yeah yeah so well that that is what it is let's get back to uh the american theme here and let's move over to the men's side because the u.s men just took out guyana in their gold cup opener it was a little bit of a shaky performance i'm not i'm not going to say i was thoroughly satisfied by their performance and you know i think i'm not alone in that reaction but what i'm also not alone in was being thoroughly wowed and just overjoyed to see uh, what Tyler Boyd was able to accomplish because in the second half he just took over the team and took over the game scored two awesome goals and basically just opened our eyes as to what where did this guy come from right he hasn't been on a lot of people's radar and all of a sudden now he's here and he's on our team and it's awesome it's great to have all of a sudden this dude just implanted on your team like this you know I have a crazy theory at the moment that I believe Boyd listened to our podcast when we preview the game because we were talking smack about him and I guess that pumped him up and he became known to us because we were not familiar with him and we couldn't you know see him do anything and then he almost scores a hat trick so <laughs> you're saying we gave him bulletin board material yeah man because we were talking about you know like Altador and Sardes and who who knew about this boy the guy you come showing up on the big stage. Yeah, Greg, Bo- Greg Berhalter knew, right? I mean, he the guy's taken a lot of flack since he took over the men's national team for some of the system stuff he's tried to put in, you know, like moving Tyler Adams to the back line, all this wackiness. But you can't fault his scouting. To go find this guy with, you know, American her- American citizenship who also spent some time in New Zealand and, you know, switched over, you know, had news had been in New Zealand as a youth player, but then you got the one-time switch over to the United States. I mean, credit to U.S. Soccer for everything they did to get this guy into the program. Just awesome stuff to see. Yeah, man, it's great that he decided to play for the U.S. because I don't think if he didn't play that match against Guyana, we probably would have had like a real close um, score, like probably one zero or even a tie. Because I was worried, man. I was worried the first couple. Like maybe 25 minutes before that one goal. Because the U.S. looked bad out there. They weren't creating no chances. They weren't doing anything. So 
yeah, I mean, Guyana is not really supposed to be here. They really just aren't. So I, I was not happy with the slow start. I think the U.S. should have scored early, should have scored a lot more often. Uh, you know, Pulisic, he, he played limited minutes. He was an early sub, but he got a couple chances to score. He should have scored, I feel like, at least one of those two goals that he – two shots <clears throat> that he put on goal. And, you know, but they were soft, easily saved shots. So would have liked to see more from him. Would have liked to see more from a lot of guys. Ariola was okay. I mean, he scored a pretty sweet goal. Weston McKinney was okay, but he fouled and fouled and fouled. And you know, you're playing Guyana, and you're just like fouling guys all, all over the place. Like, if you can't take it away from him, then just like trust your center backs to take it away and don't foul the guy as he goes by you. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, it is what it is. But I get it. Hopefully, they they all learn a few things and they'll be better in the next next performance. But back to Boyd, you know. We don't want to re- overreact. Obviously, it's pretty easy to. So, but you start to think about what could really we accomplish with a guy, a dynamic player like that, who's working with Kristen Pulisic. This is the first time I feel like he might actually have like a partner in crime, you know, rather than just guys he's trying to set up. Yes, I would like to see a formation of a four-two-three-one. With like two defensive mids, a camp position, which would be Pulisic and Altidore up front, because I'm sure you were not, <clears throat> excuse me, you were not um, too happy about Sardis' performance, even though he got that lucky bounce goal. But a little rough. You would put, you would put Boyd on the right mid side, and um, on the left mid will be Ariola. That would be nice to see. Yeah. Yeah, so what do you what do you how do you see like a front four like that working together and attacking? You know, obviously in this gold cup, the question is can they beat Mexico? Oh yeah. I mean, when it comes down to the big stage, I think, you know, US will put their big point pants on and they'll show up, man, especially being at home. And I believe the final would be in uh Chicago, is it? I'm not too sure. So uh, I think it's Soldier Field, that's Chicago, yeah. right? Yeah. So I mean, it's a huge uh, U.S. city with a big fan base. So we'll have the twelve man right there. So I feel like they have a good chance. The ESPN index, I think they predicted U.S. to win the Gold Cup like on forty some percent, which is kind of hard to believe. But hey, they're the experts, and we're not. So yeah, I, I don't know. They some. Sometimes they get those numbers and you don't necessarily uh, know where they came from. But I still like Mexico. Uh, we'll, we'll get a little bit more on Mexico in just a second. But as we wrap up talking about the U.S., like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm a lot more hopeful now than I was a few days ago. Let's just put it that way. Even though I didn't like the performance against Guyana as a team, I liked what I saw from Boyd enough that I do feel encouraged. What do you say? Yeah, it's a huge boost. No, no, we have somebody like that on our team, and hopefully he keeps delivering because I would like to see more of him throughout the games and for him to become a regular at the U.S. team. Right. Hopefully we didn't all just get super hyped up for a guy who's never going to score again, but scored like six goals in 14 games in Turkey. So I, f- I feel pretty confident he's someone that's going to continue contributing on this team. So pretty awesome. Well, speaking of Mexico, as we move to our third and final topic of the night, 
Mexico and Canada, they, they had their showdown in the second game of their group, and it was not really as much of a showdown as we wanted. Kind of the way Sweden set up with some rotation and kind of a wonky uh, lineup and strange tack, you know, different than their normal tactics. Just the way like Swedish women did against the U.S., Canada was kind of that way against Mexico. That, do you agree with that comparison? Do you think it's an apt analogy? Yes, I knew that before. You know, the game started with the lineups. You know, having Hoyled, Arfield, and Osorio. I'm like, come on, you know, those are your biggest guys, and you're gonna not start him. But I mean, and David, the guy who scored twice for him in their in their first game against Martinique. Yeah, he he didn't he didn't start as well, but Mexico. Pretty much dominated the whole game in Canada after a couple of subs when you know Osorio came in and made an impact and David scoring or actually seeing the ball and passing it to Cavallini. They got close during the match, but I mean it was a little too late and Mexico already had won the game. You know? Yeah, I think starting uh, the, starting Sile Laren ahead of uh, David was a big. It was almost like waving a white flag from the beginning from Canada. I don't, I'm not sure what they were trying to accomplish because they have him out on the wing, but he's just kind of like he, – he's more of a guy who needs to play in the middle because he's kind of a big, threatening, physical guy. But they got Cavallini who plays in the middle. So those two together with Davies trying to, you know, be on the opposite wing to one of them didn't really work out that well. And once he – once Laren subbed out, they, they were a lot more fluid for sure. But, you know, Mexico brought – in the capitan, which is Guardado, and right, right, he changed the game. You know, he took his leadership and you know his skills and experience, and took over. You know, the Mexican national team scored an amazing goal, in his first shot, and then you know, with the Antuna play down the wing, scored a second goal, which was kind of lucky because it got deflected over a defender, but I mean, it was still a great play. How great has Antuna been so in these two games so far? I must admit, he's he's catching my eye. I like him. I like him a lot. He's been doing pretty well, which is crazy because he was supposed to be cut off. Right. You know, preliminary uh, call-ups, but a lot of guys started getting injured in the Mexico national team. Man, that is lucky chance, and he's actually um, delivering his chance, and he's getting Tata to trust him more and you know giving him more time. Yeah, I read at one point that Tata didn't like him, but I, I don't know if that was just bad reporting or something's changed there or what, but he's he's obviously, it's hard to dislike him at this point, right? Yeah, the kids, you know, had a big impact on these uh, last two games with three goals and one assist. So I'm sure uh, ba- back in Major League Soccer, Zlatan Ibrahimovic is like, dude, wrap this thing up and get, get back to L.A., man. I need, I need some balls into the box. Come on. Hey, they have um, Bella, so they're not too worried about. <laughs> no, 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 no. Bella's for LAFC and Tuna's for the oh, Galaxy. Don't get your LA teams twisted, homie. I know you're not, a, not an MLS guy, but come on. Apologize for the LA fans <laughs> and Galaxy. <laughs> right, right. Don't piss off all of Los Angeles. Vela is the one who thinks he's too good for the Mexican national team, and Antunia is happy to play for his squad. So, oh man, <clears throat> yeah, um, we we might see actually uh, Antuna play if you come down to the LA game with Slatan and stuff. So, might yeah, be- good call. Yet another reason, yet another reason for the, for our uh, three footed tackle field report on that one for sure. 
but yeah, Mexico looks good. You know, they they give me reason to think that it's going to take everything the U.S. has to beat him. Obviously, like mm-hmm. I I love pretty much all everything. Like at every position, all their guys are executing very well. Jimenez hasn't found the score sheet yet. I don't think, but he or did he did score in the first game? Sorry, he was he did not score against Canada, but he did some really nice things. He had a great shot on goal that Alvarado scored the rebound, so it might you know it is what it is there. I don't know. I I like every every guy that's on Mexico. I love what they're doing. Are you saying you're a Mexico fan now? <laughs> I don't know if I'm a Mexico fan, but I what I want I just like their their ability. Like I I like them in terms of picking them. I guess in a in a matchup. So I expected more from Canada and. Mexico was able to pretty much take them apart, even though the score was only three, three to one. Right? It, it felt like more of a of a dominant performance to me. So, yeah, a guy that um, disappointed me throughout the match from Canada was Borjan, which I have highly spoke before. You know, this yeah, game. yeah, yeah. He, he let me down. He, you know, he, he gave a lot of shots away that he should have probably caught or parried away, but he pretty much gave him back. The Mexican team and score on them, but I guess you know. <clears throat> I hope in the next few matches he gets his um, game back and starts making some good saves. And Canada has a great team all around, and I expected better result, a better matchup against Mexico. But hey, it is yeah, what it is. I think they were playing it coy just a little bit. Not that they were not trying to win, like I said, but they might have been playing a little bit coy. Of course, like, how ridiculous is it that freaking Cavallini is the guy that scored the goal? Like, <laughs> of course, we would have called it the guy who plays in Liga MX, right? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you kind of expected it, but not really because he had that feeling like, hey, he might come through with a poacher goal. And he kind of did, you know, he pretty much tapped it in. Yeah, but, yeah, he, he sprinted it uh David did all the work, basically, and then Cavallini sprinted in for to pick up the scraps and score it, for sure. He made but, a great play before that one goal against, I think, he outbodied, I think, Reyes down the wing, and then he went inside the box and took a shot, and Machua blocked it, and bounced back right to him, but he put it wide, and I thought I was going to scroll there, but damn, that was a great play from Cavallini. I mean, that's just another reason to... Uh, to think Mexico has to be the favorites. They got a guy like Ochoa between the sticks who uh, pretty much can stop anything. He didn't concede the one, but he's always going to make a save or two that he should, that other goalkeepers wouldn't be able to make, so he keeps Mexico in matches that way for sure. So, Yeah, I must admit, Ochoa's my favorite player from Mexico. But is it the hair? Yeah, it's the hair, isn't it? He can't do it all. I mean, I, I see some weakness in Mexico defense. You know, like that one mistake against... Canada that cost him a goal, but I mean, I believe all around their defense is pretty good with their fullbacks, Gallardo. And- yeah, well, we've seen like Gallardo and Chaco Rodriguez are like trying to get forward all the time because they've played in some big mismatches. When they have to play against the U.S., they may play it a little differently. I do agree that that sort of that central spine of like Alvarez, Reyes, Sacedo, whatever is is okay, but not great, right? I mean. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, Moreno should have been starting, but he got injured. But those those guys can do the job, so not to worry about the center backs. Well, can they do the job against Tyler Boyd? That's the question. Yes, that's a, that's a great question. 
we, we, we shall answer in the future. Yeah, hopefully we get a chance to answer it. For now, I guess we'll leave it there. And Enrique, as always, thanks for joining me, man. Always great talking footy with you. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to these next couple of matches to see how the U.S. perform. But I hope they get the game together and actually do more goals and create more productivity. Get to give us more hope than we have. All right, well, if you're looking for Enrique on Twitter, find him at Araboy14. That's E-R-A-B-O-I 14. You can find me at, at Danny Brams, and I appreciate everyone giving three-footed tackle a listen. Stick with us, and we will catch you next time. Just one time for the fans. USA. USA. Yes.